welcome to another exciting podcast from Sydney Life Church. And now, here's Pastor Tom Ingalls. Could you turn in your Bibles to Philippians 1.6 this morning? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We're taking care of business this morning, amen? Oh, I found an instrument. Always wanted one of these. It says they're bread on it, but... God gives us our bread, amen? And uh, we thank God that He's a God of the supernatural. I'm going to minister to you. In fact, I've felt led over the next few weeks. Um, try and be here over the next few weeks, because next week I'm going to share something with you. It's very seldom God gives me stuff weeks up, the, up, up ahead, but he, he has this week. Um, I'm going to share some things with you next week you, you really have to get a hold of. You have to be here and get a hold of it. Because it could change the whole way you pray and everything you do. Um, But this morning I'm going to minister with man it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. We have to believe that because that's the God that he is. Away with this, you know, mediocrity. Away with this nonsense that we cannot have the impossible. We do not accept that. Come on, man. uh, We're not going to be disappointed. God says he's not going to have us ashamed. We're going to get everything that God has promised us to give us. Amen. And so Philippians 1.6, we're going to start there this morning. It says, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it unto the day of Jesus Christ. If he started a work, then he's going to finish it. It means that, what that means is that one statement right there means that God is busy with you right now. You may have thought that God has forgotten about you, but he's actually busy with you right now. Amen. He's working some stuff through. And so, if God started something, He's going to finish it. In fact, it's our responsibility to let Him finish what He started. But He's busy right now. He's doing stuff all over the world. And in fact, what God does is God actually finish, he starts at the finish line and then goes backwards. God actually ends something before He starts it. Amen. He doesn't start something and then think, how am I going to ever get Annette to get to that place? Or don't to get to that place. How am I going to do that? Now God doesn't do it that way. God actually ends your life before he starts it. Because he knows what he wants you to do. So you're actually a success. In the mind of Almighty God, you're a success waiting to happen. You might not think you are, but God says you are because I created you. Listen man, it's impossible for God to create you without you being successful. It's impossible for God to say, this is, my, this is the one that I paid that price for. I sent my only begotten son, and look at her, she's a failure, or he's a failure. That's not the way God operates. If God operates like that, then come on, man. I mean, we may as well join the Hindus or somebody else. But that's not the way God is. God says, because I paid that price for you, you are a success waiting to happen. Amen. He's got a plan and a purpose for our lives. So we've got to let him do that. And I'm going to get into that a little bit today. So you, you, know, you, you wonder, how does God do that? Because that's the key. We have to know, how does God do this then? How is it possible that God can make me somebody to finish the race? How is it possible that this God who's dreamed about me, who's spoken about me for all eternity, how can this God make me the success that is in his mind? That's a great question, isn't it? We're going to answer that this morning. And you're going to be blessed by the answer. How does God do it? How does God make me this person that he's dreamed me to be? Because he's got a dream for all of us. 
Did you know that? There's a dream in the mind of Almighty God for all of you. And it's a good dream. When you have little kids growing up, man, you dream big about your kids, right? You don't dream, you don't speak over little Johnny. Johnny, you're going to be a failure. Johnny, we should never have had you. Some guys may do that, but not us. But I want to show you something from God's perspective. The way God operates, God says, you know, Johnny, you're the best I've ever made. Johnny, you're going to be a success in life. We're going to do everything we can. Parents do this. We're going to do everything we can to get you to university. We're going to do everything we can to get you educated. Johnny, we want you to be the best of the best of the best of the best of the best. After all, you're our only son. God made His only Son and gave His only Son so you could fulfill God's dreams for your life. Think about that for a moment. That is incredible. God then, if you've got this dream for my life, help me to become that person that you're dreaming me to become. Must be something good. It must be something great. If it initiated in the heart of God, he who has begun a good work in you will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. If he started this life, that you and I walk in this temple of flesh, this mind that he gave us, this spirit that he recreated, if God started that, then it's up to us to let God to finish it. But how does it work? I'm going to show you how it works. And it's exciting. What God does then, God says, this is so simple, we miss it. God says, the only way I can get you to conclude the thing that's in my dreams and my mind for you is, he says, I have to basically wrap my dreams in words. I have to encapsulate my dreams for you in words. You might say, well, why doesn't God just come and speak to me personally? The way he does it is he's given us a book to speak personally to you. So he says, I've got to wrap my dreams and my words for your life Put it into book form and send it into the earth looking for some target who will receive it. Hallelujah. Who will dare believe it. So you're a target for God. That's what you are. He takes his conclusion. This is his conclusion for your life. Encapsulate it into words and sends it into the natural realm. (laughs) Looking for someone who will convert it into the supernatural realm. Amen. This is just words. In the natural, these are just words on paper. But when you and I take these words, and we believe these words, and we apply these words, it becomes something else. It becomes something supernatural. You then take natural stuff that's going on in your life, and you convert it to supernatural outcomes. Amen? Amen. That's to me is exciting. So God says, okay, I'm, uh, I'm looking for a target. He's about to send his son into the earth. The way he does it, he's got to do it in the natural. He's got to send the word into the natural on the page. And it was the same when he, he was going to send his son Jesus into the earth. He had to look for some kind of target that would actually receive his word. Believe his word, conceive his word, and birth his word. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 21. Luke 1, sorry, 21. Luke 1, 21. Oh, hallelujah. We're talking about making all things possible with God. It is impossible 
With, with man it is impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. So, you know, so God says, you know, how are we going to do this? It's like, this is impossible. How am I going to get my son on the earth? I've got to look for some human target. I've got to look for someone who actually will receive what I'm about to do, which with man, it is impossible, but not with me. So God's saying, I've got to look for somebody who will actually believe something that is impossible. Amen. Something that's never been done before. Something that will probably never, will, will never be done again. But I've got to look for somebody. I've got, to, I've, got to, I've got to touch the natural. Come on, man. To get it into the supernatural. I've got to look for somebody. Somebody who will dare believe that what I'm about to announce, she can be part of. Amen. And so he looks for this woman called Mary. Mary, Luke uh, chapter 1 and verse 26. It says, Now in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Nazareth. (laughs) I'm thinking of Lazarus. (laughs) Lazarus. (laughs) Not Lazarus. (laughs) But Nazareth. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, so God says okay I'm looking for someone supernatural God goes to this virgin in Nazareth now that's in my mind in, in Nazareth he goes to this virgin he, he said to the angel you go speak to her just go tell her I'm about to do something supernatural it's going to blow her mind but I'm looking for a target. I'm looking for someone who will dare say, well, in the, in the natural, that's impossible. But you know what? I just believe that you're going to do it. That's what God's looking for, man. He's looking for, well, you know what? This and that and that and that and that. And no, God, I don't think I can do it. He's looking for someone who will say, you know what, God? In the natural, that is absolutely impossible. But you know what? I'm going to believe it in any case. That's what he's looking for. So he comes here, and he says in verse 27, To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. It's interesting. He's looking for this person. He didn't send his word to the high and mighty. He didn't send his word to the influential or the powerful. He didn't choose the strength of a Samson or the the wisdom of a Solomon. Think about that. He could have chose anybody. He didn't choose a great prophet like Elijah or a great king like David. He chose an unknown woman in an unpopular little town. It seemed impossible, but it wasn't. For with man it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things, all things are possible. This Mary, because you might think, you know, oh, God is looking for people who are perfect. Uh, she had limitations, man. It was impossible. Do you know it was impossible in the natural? Let's just get this. It was, it was impossible in the natural for a virgin to conceive. 
it's impossible in the natural for these requests to come to pass. But with God, all things are what? With God, all things are possible. In the natural, you can't do it. You can't get a virgin to become pregnant. So she had limitations. Number one, she was a virgin. Amen? She could cook, she could sew, she could fetch water, she just couldn't have a baby. In the natural. To maintain her virginity. It was impossible. How does this work? God, this is beyond natural. Think about it. It's beyond nature. God says, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Someone who will dare believe that I don't have to operate in the natural, but I can operate in the supernatural. The very thing that she couldn't do was the very thing God chose her for. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) When you say, God, I cannot do that, God says, maybe you're the target that I'm looking for. Maybe you're the person I'm looking for. God, I can't do it in the natural, but you know what? I just, I'm submitting. I just believe. I just believe. In, in the natural, I don't know how to get my bills paid. In the natural, I don't know how to get my healing. But God, I just dare believe. I dare believe that you're going to touch this. You're going to change this. You're going to make this impossibility become a possibility. I just believe that. I just accept that today. So the only thing she couldn't do was the very thing that God chose her for. (laughs) Don't, don't please. Don't cut down by words, by thoughts. What God has got for you. Don't let your natural limitations affect you. Jesus. See, this this is all history to God, you know. Jeremiah said, I'm too young. Gideon said, I'm the weakest in my tribe and my family. Well, you know. Abram said, I'm too old to think about babies and have a look at Sarah. And Sarah basically says, just forget it. God says, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Something that's impossible. An old man and an old woman bringing forth a child. In the natural, we can't do this, God. And look at Sarah. She's even laughing at the possibility. God says, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Just give me another chance. Just help me. Help me to do something supernatural through you. Just give me another chance. Give me a chance to do something that is way beyond your natural ability. That is way beyond your natural thinking. That is way beyond what you think I can do. Just allow me to do it. And I'll show you who I am. Because I ain't the God of the natural, man. I'm not the God of the normal. I am the God of the supernatural. I can do stuff. 
that will blow your mind. Amen. I can do, come on guys, help me. I can do stuff that will blow your mind in the natural. You're limiting me with your thoughts, with your processing. You're limiting me. I am God Almighty. And if I begun this work in you, then I'm going to finish it. You just watch me. Allow me to finish it. Wigglesworth, one of the greatest men of our time, ever really, outside the Bible, he said, I'm just a plumber from Bradford. God says, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Someone who fixes toilets. You think you cannot do it, but I'm going to use you so powerfully. He could have said, you know what, God, get the next guy. You know, I mean, here I am under the sink fixing toilets and you're talking to me about being a great man of God. This is too big for me. This is too much for me. God says, you're exactly what I'm looking for if you will dare believe. Hallelujah. And how God used him. See, the Bible says, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise And God has chosen the weak things, the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. So let's go back and watch Mary's thinking. She's she's struggling with this. In Luke 1, 34, Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I do not know a man? She's thinking in the natural. In other words, she was saying, watch, we, we often think this way. For me to get out of that, into that, what I actually need is a human factor. I need people to help me. Now, God will use people to help you, but if we look to people, we're missing God. So he says, she says, I'm basically, you know, can't happen. I need a human factor. But God says, no, you don't. Because in Matthew 19, 26... With men, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. The Living Bible says, but with God, everything is possible. The Phillips translation says, humanly speaking, it is impossible. But with God, anything is possible. See, with God, you enter into the quantum world where all, all possibilities exist. Did you know that? Yeah. All possibilities exist. In verse 35, he says, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. You're not going to do this on your own. But all I'm looking for is someone who will put their hand up and say, I'm your target. You found your target. Use me. And, and you know, do the rest however you need to do it, Lord. But I'm willing and I'm able. Do it through me. Then Mary said in Luke one let Let's look at what she says. She says, now watch this. Well, it says in, in verse 37, For with God nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said this, watch this. She had to say something. Guys, this is, this is really one of the most important verses in the entire Bible. Because if she did not make this statement, you and I would not be sitting here today. This is how important it was for God to, to get one target, one human target. Without this one statement, you and I would not be here. See how God operates? See how God codepends on man? 
It's got to happen through man and woman. And she said this in verse 38. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord. That's a humble statement. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Let it be unto me according to your word. Then the angel said, my job's done. I'm out of here. I'm going to the next assignment. She got it. She actually got it. The impossible has now become possible. At that instant, I don't know if you're aware of this, at that instant, at that instant, she conceived Jesus in her womb. Hallelujah. She became pregnant. As soon as she said, let it be according to your word, boom, kaboom, she became pregnant. <laughs> let it be according to your word. Angel says, she's got it. Boom. She's pregnant with a living God. It's powerful. It's profound. It was impossible. It was impossible. But this word made it possible. It is quick. It is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. This word. That means it can go anywhere and it can do anything. It divides between the soul and the spirit. We don't even understand that. It gets to the innermost parts of our being. It is powerful. Let it be unto me according to your word. She received at that instant the incorruptible seed of Jesus. At that moment, what happened was this. At that moment, at that moment, watch this. At that moment, the impossible became possible. Now, when Angel departed, it wasn't like there's anything different. <laughs> I want to show you this now. It's powerful. At that moment, she probably got up. Well, angel visitation, that was great. But at that moment, it was like, well, there's nothing different about you, Mary. I mean, Mary went about her stuff. Nobody could tell at that moment that the impossible had been converted to becoming possible. Nobody could tell. Nobody knew except God and Mary. Wow. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. Nobody had to know. Because the process had begun. Sometimes to get the impossible to become possible takes time. Sometimes nobody sees it. Sometimes it's hard. People don't get it. But God says, at that moment, Tom, you got it. And because you got it, if no one else gets it, it actually doesn't matter. Because they will get it. They will get it. 
The angel departed. His assignment was done. Now watch this. This was just the beginning. See, when God has quickened a word in your heart, it's actually just the beginning. And a lot of us think, well, you know, this was quickened, and so now tomorrow I'm just going to go and evangelize the world. I had a visitation yesterday. God spoke to me. I got a prophecy, whatever. And tomorrow I'm going to go and evangelize the entire world. But, you know, you take Mary now. This was just the beginning of a process. In fact, this was the beginning of a journey. Let me give you some insights into the journey to encourage you this morning. During the nine nine months that she carried the Christ, she was misunderstood. Joseph didn't know what was going on. It's like, what? It's like, what? Can you imagine, Joseph, I'm going to have a baby and... What? I thought I was the man. <laughs> Terrible situation to be in when nobody understands what's going on. Not everybody knows that you're pregnant at the beginning. Not everybody knows what you carry. But that's okay. You look the same, but your perspective is different. That's why don't get disappointed when God has given you a dream, something powerful to do, but, and you go and tell people, watch that, because most of the time they will say, what? 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 You say, oh yeah, 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 okay, praise God. I'll pray for you, brother. You know? <laughs> I'll pray for you, brother. I, I, okay, sister, you got a word from God? You go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll go pray for you. See, but it doesn't matter because she knows what God has implanted in her. It may take time. You may be ignored by many. You may be abused by many. But it doesn't really matter because you know what has taken place in you. Hallelujah. Your perspective is different, although you look the same. You're carrying something precious. You know, Mary had a servant heart. And this is a key. She headed for the hill country to look after her cousin Elizabeth. So in the midst of that, can you imagine that? Incredible. The most amazing woman who ever lived, Mary. Catholics have taken that and run with it the wrong way. So they worship her. She was an incredible woman. But she, she showed something in this. She said, well, although people don't understand what I'm going to do in this Time, I'm going to serve. Do you know that serving is the key to greatness? Even when you know greatness has touched your life? Amen? Serving is the key to greatness. Even when you've got a word from God. When God has deposited something in your heart, you know, this is God. This, this is incredible. Servant. Servant heart is the key. Stay humble and serve. Mary was subject to the adversities of her times. You think, well, you've got something from God. Everything's great. Watch how everything around me. The whole world is going to revolve around me now because I've got something great from God. It actually doesn't happen that way. In fact, it usually happens the opposite way. You find that the world doesn't like you because, you know, the enemy, he doesn't know what's been deposited necessarily in you, but he gets ideas, and so he'll come and he'll attack, he'll discourage, he'll do everything he can to get you off track. Everything he can. 
And so it was the same with Mary. She was subject to the decree of Caesar. Made her travel with Joseph 200 miles on a donkey from Nazareth to Bethlehem. You think, well, you know, she's somebody. She's chosen by God. She's going to carry Jesus. In the natural, we would think that God would put her in a, a cocoon or build her a big house on the hill. Mary and Joseph. Put you up there, and you don't have to worry about any Caesar? Nothing. Armies? Nothing. Donkeys? No way. Limousines? Servants? That's what you, you need. Because I've, I've done something in your life. That's not how it happens. She got on a donkey with Joseph, and they traveled 200, a pregnant woman. Some of you girls know what I'm talking about. First few weeks or months is pretty tough, right? Is anybody here this morning? I'm not. It's hard, doesn't it? It can be really hard. She gets on a donkey. <laughs> Joseph, how are you feeling, Mary? <laughs> I'm, I'm making this bit up. Just relax. <laughs> I'm feeling... <laughs> Could we walk up with this donkey's making me feel worse? <laughs> but you know, we're we thinking the natural. Everything's, woo! Everything's just going to be great. See, you're still put in natural environments. And in the natural environment that you're in, you have to go through what you're going through, even though you're earmarked by God for something great. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you carry destiny, what I'm trying to say is you're subject to adversity. So they get to the end. Welcome, Mary. Five-star hotel waiting for you. You're Mary. You've got something from God. No, no, no. It was like, hey, you know what? There's no room for you here. No room in the end. See, when you carry destiny, not everybody receives your ministry. You think they might. They don't. But don't let that put you off because they don't know what you're carrying. God wants to birth something in you that will affect your world. But you have to believe it, conceive it, and birth it. For with God, all things are possible. For with God, all things, all things are possible. You know, I, I got this word quickened to me this week. I knew it was a word from God, and God has confirmed that just the way the service happened. But it's really on my heart, you know, I really, I want, I want, I want so much. I want you to experience, I want us, Barbara and I, and my family to experience this awesome God that we serve. 
I, I really do. I want more than anything, man, God knows, I want your dreams to be fulfilled. I'm going to speak a bit, some stuff next week regarding this that will bless you. And, and I want to show you differences between faith and desires. You cannot miss this next week. But I, I absolutely believe, you know, that, that things are going to turn around from today. I, I just believe that. I, I choose to believe that, Barbara. I just choose to believe that. I didn't know we would do it this way. That's, that was amazing. But Father, this is our impossibilities in here. In the natural, this is our impossibilities. But Father, we, we place these before your throne of grace today, Father, and Father, you know, you know in my heart, in Barbara's heart, the, the desire we, we want for breakthroughs in our people's lives. Supernatural stuff. Father, this morning we simply bring these before your throne of grace. And Father, we've offered our gifts. Father, we haven't done that to make you do anything, Lord. We've done it to show you that we love you this morning. But Father, we're thanking you now that we can take this word that we've heard this morning and we can declare over every single thing that's been written down this morning. Warren and Bernice and Barbara just come and stand with me. There's a real presence of God in this place this morning. This is a holy moment. I just... It is so precious, guys. This is so precious. So, Father, we just lay our hands on this. And, Father, we thank you right now, Lord, that every impossibility will become a possibility. Father, according to your word, we found your word. You found your targets, Lord. We are people this morning who dare believe your word, who receive your word, who conceive your word and who bring into reality that which you've destined for our lives. We declare right now in Jesus' name that the enemy cannot stop these from coming to fruition. We thank you right now, Father God. We bind the enemy. We cast him out. And Father, we thank you from any interference. He cannot have his way regarding everything we've requested. This is a holy moment. And Father, we thank you right now for your spirit, your mighty resurrection power to start working on our behalf right now. We thank you for the angelic host, Father God. And Father, we ask you to activate that host of angels on our behalf, Lord, to bring those impossibilities to become possible, Father. Every single one of them, Lord. We thank you for it and we praise you for it in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'd like the worship team to come up. We're going to sing that song again. He loves us. We love him, whatever. And then we're going to, we're going to take up our normal tithes and offerings. Let me, just as a team, get ready, share with you and update with you a little bit on Kim Clement. Um, Kim is still um, under sedation and... and uh, it's, uh, it's uh, 
it's about 12 days. Um, when I was praying this week, um, I'd just been in touch with it, with them, and uh, I really felt to do something. I, I know, I know, I know when God speaks to me and uh, about stuff. I don't always get things right, but I do know when when it is God. And I just had such a compassion for Jane and, and for for him, you know. And people are saying, well, you know, we have to. We have to support the ministry. Um, And yeah, they have to do that. But I felt to actually um, to submit something to them. Whether they'll show it or not, I don't know. But one and I got together and uh, I just felt led to film something and send it to them. And I said to them, you know, if you don't want to show it, it's fine. It's no problem with me. But if you do want to show it, then this this was the what I shared with them. I shared something on, it's from the book of um, Philippians when Paul, when Paul actually um, received a gift from the Philippians. And um, it was based on friendship. This is an interesting concept. That, you know, Jesus says you're no longer Slaves, but you're my, you know, I call you friends. Do you know that's a covenant word? The fact that God calls you a friend, Jesus calls you a friend, means you're in covenant with God. And so, um, you know, Paul used this kind of terminology, but he'd, uh, he'd, uh, the Philippian church was friends with Paul. There was a friendship there that was very unusual. And when Paul was in prison... They sent him gifts. The church sent him a gift. And he thanked them for it because they were friends. And so I was thinking about that and I thought, you know, there's, there's hundreds of thousands of people praying for Kim that are friends of Kim. And I felt to take up an offering for Kim and Jane, not for the ministry. I felt it for Kim and Jane. And this is basically what I sent them. And I said, you can show it. And I said, you know, there's, there's hundreds of pastors out there right now. There's business people. I said, I just feel led we should take up an offering for Kim and Jane. Not for the ministry, but for the two of them. Now, whether they'll show it or not, I don't know. If they do, trust in God that there'll be a, a huge amount will come in for them. Because we don't even know what these, these, these bills will be like. Could be massive. We don't know how long it's going to be. The miracle would be that he's back to normal tomorrow. The other route is that there's going to be a recovery that will take weeks, months. Don't even know in the natural what has taken place in his mind or his body until he wakes up. So I'm not going to put you under any pressure. But next week, I want our church, I'd like you to consider an offering for Kim and and Jane for the precious family. And uh, whether it's, if it's screened, great. If it's not, it doesn't matter. We're going to do it as a church and just so into their personal lives. It's interesting, you know, these guys with big ministries, you think they, they don't need anything. We, we felt led to sow something into his ministry personally some time ago. 
I was a little hesitant. I thought it was God, and I thought maybe not. You know. And so we did. We Bob and I sent him a gift and his wife. And um, he said to me, "Tom, you have no idea what that meant to Jane and I. Because people think the they think they assume he doesn't need it." He says, "People very seldom give to me personally. Very seldom." And so, you know, I said in this, I said, you know, sometimes we need to do the right thing. This is the right thing to do. We need to do what is right. And it's right for us, I believe, too. I'm hoping other churches, I'm hoping they will, sh- they will show it and other churches will do it. But I feel for us, Kim is a friend of mine. And I feel I'd like to ask you to consider that for next week. Please don't feel under any compulsion to do that. I want you to do it from the heart. We will send something in any case from the church, but it would be great if you would consider that next week, if if you will do that. Um, We'll take up an offering for him next next Sunday and send it to them. Um, Yeah, it's hard. You don't expect this kind of stuff to happen, but it did happen. And it's how do we respond to that, which is really important. So uh, we'll do that next week. We'll take up an offering for him. Thank you, Father. This has been another podcast from Sydney Life Church. For more teaching and resources, please head to our website, sydneylifechurch.com.